New Year's Eve of 2016, I sent a quick text to Mr. Logan Price. He had slid into my DMs just a few weeks before Christmas. We had been texting and FaceTiming almost every day up until this moment. I had just walked off of my flight from New York where I had visited my parents. The text read, come to this New Year's party my friends are having. Before I could reach the exit of the Detroit airport, I got a response. I'll be there. Rushing home to prepare for the festivities ahead, I was excited to finally meet Logan in person for the first time. As the party approached, Logan and I continued our usual texting exchange. I hit my best friend Ava, whose party we were attending, to let her know that I would be bringing a guest. Per usual, she questioned the new guy I was bringing into our inner circle. I laughed her off and explained she would have to wait and see. The party started and drinks were flowing. We were our usual party selves and enjoying the night. My phone finally rang, shooting Logan's number across the screen. He had drove 45 minutes out to the burbs just to bring in the New Year's with me. I rushed down the apartment stairs to greet him. He was everything I expected and more. He hopped out of his burnt orange Jeep and flashed a brace-filled smile. He was about 5'10", 210 pounds, brown skin, and gorgeous. He had on his Jordan fit with the matching shoes and the North Face bubble jacket. He walked up and hugged me tightly, smelling like Gucci Guilty and Double Mint Gum. Logan was just my type. I invited him into the party and introduced him to some of my closest friends. We spent the night making googly eyes and flirting. If only I had knew that behind those gorgeous hazel eyes was a monster. As the New Year's party wound down, we gathered our things and slid out to head to my apartment, which was just up the street. When we got in, both drunk and tired, we peeled off our clothes and climbed into my bed as if we had been together for years. The next morning, my phone buzzed, a text from Ava. Me and Nick really like Logan for you. You guys look good together. I sent back a quick thank you text and rolled over to cuddle with my newfound boo. We fell back to sleep and woke up mid-afternoon. He expressed what a good night he had, kissed me goodbye, and jetted out the door. Later that day, we text back and forth to plan our next meeting. Pretty soon, Logan and I were a thing. We saw each other at least three times a week and spent our away time texting and FaceTiming. Logan was even better than I had thought. He worked long hours for a construction company, which clearly paid well. Logan spared no expense. We took plenty of dates, and I didn't dare reach for my purse. He would swipe his Amex like it was nothing. We had dates at the nicest restaurants from London Chop House and to Joe Muir's. We shopped the most expensive stores from Hermes to Louis Vuitton. He was perfect. Logan spoiled me with not only things, but time and attention. When we were together, no one and nothing else mattered. We double dated with Ava and Nick to clubs and bars. He always was dressed in the latest fashions and had the coolest of attitudes. He was so smooth and chill. Ava always commented on how balanced we were for each other and how she thought we could go far. I never took her seriously because she was my best friend and as long as I was happy, so was she. One day, we planned a double date to a casino. As Ava and I walked chatting and bullshitting, I paused. I took a real good look at Logan. He had stood at the roulette table with Nick. I examined his smooth cocoa skin and freshly lined goatee. His hazel eyes sparkled in the dim lights of the room. He smoked his THC lace vape pen so smooth and cool. I was captivated. The rest of the night, I caught myself catching glimpses of this gorgeous man.
By the end of the night, he had packed my purse with a few hundreds from his winnings. We called it a night and headed back to my place. On the car ride home, I kept thinking to myself, tonight would be the night that I would show Logan the other side of me. Up until now, I was always so conservative with him. Not that I had to be, but more so because I wasn't sure if I could trust him. Logan was too perfect. He had all the qualities I envisioned in a man. He was gentle yet firm, unselfish, always collected, and showed true interest in me. But most importantly, he was unknown to any of the people who knew me. As we sped down 75 North, I pondered on my decision. When we reached my apartment, I hopped out of the car, having yet to make up my mind. Once we got into the house, I looked Logan over one last time and decided tonight would be the night. I went into the bedroom and gathered my things for a shower. Logan laid across my bed and turned on the TV. On my way to the bathroom, I grabbed a small pink bag that sat on the closet floor. I showered in my favorite perfume soap, shaved, and lathered myself in lotion. I opened the small pink bag I had toted into the bathroom with me and pulled out a pink less teddy. It was sexy, but not too much, just enough to catch his attention. I slipped on the lingerie sprayed my favorite perfume, and threw my pink fluffy robe on. I walked out of the bathroom and into the bedroom, cool on the outside, but the inside nervous of what I was about to do. Logan, who had undressed and climbed under the covers, had turned from his show to look at me. I untied the belt to my robe and let it fall to the floor. His beautiful hazel eyes lit up like a kid on Christmas, and I was the gift he had begged for all year. Logan smiled his usual brace-filled smile and gestured for me to come over. I hit the light switch and hopped into bed. The next morning, I woke up to a forehead kiss and a warm embrace, thinking to myself, this could really be it. Logan and I continued on like this for months. We were perfect together. We never argued or fought. We made sure to see each other at least three times a week. And when apart, we text and FaceTime like teenagers. Everything was absolutely perfect. Valentine's Day of 2016 rolled around, and of course, me and Mr. Price had planned a date. I had ran around most of my day, preparing myself for the special occasion. I had picked out a short tan suede dress with the matching peep-toe booties. I curled my hair with the flowing bounce style and beat my face to the heavens, making sure to match my lipstick with my nails. The date was scheduled for 8, which of course at 7.30, I was nowhere near ready. As I was rushing around finishing my look, I get a text from Logan. He says that he's going to be late and was hung up at work. I slowed my dressing process to fill in the time. I had to wait for him to arrive. By the time 10.30 rolled around, I had removed my jewelry and shoes to climb into my bed. No calls or texts from Logan since the last one. By 11, I was completely undressed. Hair was wrapped and makeup had been removed. I wasn't mad that I had been stood up, but disappointed because I thought Logan was better than that. Next thing you know, my phone buzzed, and it's him. The message read, open the door. I get up and put my robe on. Rehearsing the curse out I was ready to give him in my head, I opened the front door, and there he was, holding a dozen roses, a small Tiffany's bag, and a large bag from Pink. Before I could say anything negative, he apologized for his no-call, no-show earlier and explained that work had gotten in the way. I felt my facial expression start to lighten up as he went on about how things had got crazy and he couldn't leave at a reasonable time. I accepted his apologies and opened my gifts with excitement. Although he had apologized, Logan had earned his first strike with me. 
From Valentine's Day on, the way I looked at Logan had changed. I had forgiven him for the incident, but I hadn't forgotten. I also was very familiar with the game. Never once had he put me off for work or didn't communicate what was going on. But now, all of a sudden, on Valentine's Day, work gets in the way? Maybe he was telling the truth, but then again, maybe he wasn't. I mean, who misses Valentine's Day with the person that they talk to? So I chalked it up to him seeing another girl. As the months went on, Logan and I started to spend less and less time. I was in the final years of college and work was requiring a lot of my attention. Logan was now working late almost every night and didn't have much time. When we did see each other, he was just popping in once a week. Usually, I would be up half the night working on a paper or taking an exam, and he would be sitting on my couch across from my desk and staring at me while I worked. If I wasn't working on school, when Logan would come to see me, I was in bed. He would come over so late and leave so early. 90% of our time in person was spent asleep. No longer did I feel the urge to be sexy for him and always put together. I was comfortable and not as intrigued by him as I once was. The spark we once shared for one another was slowly starting to burn out. Our every few day visits turned into once in a while FaceTimes or texts. We spent time once every few weeks. It was like mediocre. It wasn't there on either end. We both worked a lot and were so busy with our sales that we neglected each other. One day, I sat on my couch flipping through the channels when I got a text from Mr. Price. He asked if I was busy and requested a FaceTime. As we talked casually, I wondered in my head, why had I never been to his house? It had been months, and not once had he invited me over. As we continued to FaceTime, I focused in on his background, looking at his room and covers on his bed, catching glimpses of anything I could, trying to answer my question of why I hadn't been to his home. Did he live with the girl? Was there something I didn't know about him? Why didn't he feel the need to invite me into his space? At the time, I had worked in Midtown Detroit, which was not too far from where he told me he lived, so it wasn't that it was out of the way or inconvenient to get to. I recall him telling me that he had a roommate but overall lived alone. This was sort of a yellow flag, but I ignored it and assumed he had just liked my place better. After our brief casual conversation, we ended the call, and I never spoke to Logan again. I didn't bother to text him or call him, and he did the same. There were other things I had going on, and entertaining a now dry and purposeless relationship was not one of them. It's now May of 2016, and summer is coming in quick. Ava and I decided to vacation in Florida for Memorial Day weekend. This is our first adult trip, and it's much needed. The semester is almost complete, and to celebrate my upcoming senior year, a vacation is exactly what I need. I hadn't thought about Logan. He was the last person on my mind. I was starting to really live, do the things everyone suggested you complete in your 20s. My summer of 2016 was really nothing special. I spent it working two jobs and fitting fun in where I could. I had a few pool parties, girls' nights, and club hopping events. My dating life was just as unimpressive as my summer. I always kept a few guys in rotation, something to do when there was nothing. A few dinner and movie dates here and there, but nothing serious. Honestly, as I tell the story, I don't even remember their names. By the end of August, I was ready to start my senior year. I was excited to finish out strong and finally start my career. 
In preparation for my graduation, I was offered a life-changing internship. It was paid, which most aren't, and it paid almost twice as much as my current job. I accepted, of course, and was pretty much on my way to my dream career. School started, and again, most of my time was consumed with school and work. College had become my number one focus. It was my senior year, and I was determined to end it at the top of my class. Deciding that I needed to cut back on work and give school more of my time, I decided to move home. I packed up my apartment and put all my big items in the storage. My moving back home was hard. I had lived on my own since I was 18, and now at 22, it was a hard choice to make. Although my grandmother welcomed me home with open arms, I was determined to only stay until graduation. Once I was settled in at my grandma case, I realized that it wasn't so bad. I had tons of extra money, she cooked often, and I didn't have any rules. It was the best of both adult living and being cared for. Logan was the furthest thing from my mind. I hadn't talked to him, thought about him, or anything from him in months. He was irrelevant now. I had a new home, a new job. I had even purchased a new car. He had just disappeared from my life, and I was okay with that. Now entering into October, my cousin Layla invited me to another trip to Florida to celebrate her 25th birthday. Our birthdays are a few days apart, and this seemed like a good opportunity to turn up. Layla and I had never been very close, but this seemed like the perfect opportunity to explore our relationship. The trip consisted of five ladies, most of which I had never met before, but I became very close with them over the time we spent during the trip. One of them in particular, named Sin, I clung to. She was like an older sister with a shot of extra. Our trip was everything. We had the best time. I had gathered a bunch of new friends, refreshed myself from an uneventful summer, and was now ready to kick off fall and winter with a bang. I spent the rest of my 2016 enjoying my new friends, new home, and new job. Life was good as it should be, and it was seeming to get better. I closed out the year solo, unlike last year. I was genuinely happy with that. As always, I had my few prospects to keep me entertained, but for sure, nothing promising. 2017 opened with a bang. The month of January was packed with adventure. One of the friends I had made in Miami invited me to Vegas which of course I said yes, an opportunity to take a break and let down my hair once again. Vegas was a blast. We had a ball and it was full of excitement. Prior to taking the trip, I had told all of my friends and family I would be on a new path to better my health and body. When we returned from Vegas, it was on. I was determined to change my image, revamp myself, and become a brand new person. I took a leave from all my social media and got down to business. I worked out three to four times a week. I ate healthy and began to build a new wardrobe. Before deciding to make this image change, I loved my look, but I wanted more. It was time to make some new adjustments and boost my confidence. By March, I was ready to make my comeback. I had hair from social media and friends who weren't that close. I wanted to reveal my hard work a bit special. I invited my closest friends to a party to show off my new look. It was a big event. I had a photo shoot and a custom cake. I had become a new person, both inside and out. When I say I was feeling myself, like I really couldn't get enough. I hadn't been so proud of my look ever. I was reinvented in more ways than one. I was back on all my social media platforms, posting my new image, gaining more followers, and getting a lot more well-deserved likes. Graduation is now around the corner. 
Just a few weeks away, I'm planning my grad party and closing out my internship, exams, and final papers. It's finally over. I put five hard years into this. With not one break, I had made it. It was the first time in my family on both sides someone went to college right after high school and finished. I had broken a generational curse. All my friends and family were beyond proud of me. I had completed my first major goal in life. Everything was going my way. I had this great new look and self-confidence. I now had a degree under my belt and I was ready to light my career on fire. A few weeks after graduation, I had received a DM, the life-altering DM, the one that will cause me to lose so much. I clicked open my Snapchat app when I saw a message. Earlier in the day, I had posted a few pictures and videos, nothing out of the ordinary. The person who had responded, not so ordinary. The sender was Logan Price. I was a little shocked. It had now been a little over a year since we last spoken, and he was definitely not someone I was expecting to hear from. The message he composed was simple, a hey, how you been? Not even taking a second thought, I wrote back, great, how about you? He responded with the good and asked if we could hang out and catch up. I had no problem with that. I figured we could catch drinks, maybe dinner, see what was going on in each other's lives. Not thinking anything of it, I agreed to dinner and drinks. I mean, what harm could it do? Catching up with an old fling, seeing what had changed in his life and explaining what had changed in mine. Not a bad idea. If only I had known that this would be the beginning of my life's destruction. This would be the start of the tornado that tore what I had worked so hard apart. But I had no clue, and I agreed. Dinner and drinks it was. And that concludes the first episode of The Lies You Tell. Thank you guys again for listening. Go and follow me at Jazz, the number two, Bougie, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And also follow the podcast page at The Lies You Tell Podcast on Instagram.